and trains, and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. We're getting ready to have a live spectrum. What we were trying to say, you got to walk home. Walk home. Walk home. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. To reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at Wade's Be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome to episode 50 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Unbelievable. We've made it to 50 podcasts. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot in some circles, uh, but then again, it sounds like a lot in other circles. But excited to be here for the 50th episode of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast and to help celebrate that Biscuit is in the building. He makes his triumphant return. Biscuit, how are you? Good. I, I ended my NFL boycott for this, man. So you're, you're welcome. <laughs> so that's what this was about. Yeah, that, I was that, in Wakanda, chilling out, mining vibranium, um, and boycotting the NFL, uh, kneeling every chance I got. So you know, so you you came out of hibernation for this. Yeah, the NFL, the season is over. You know, my I I, I kept my stance on, on the kneeling and on the NFL, and um, <laughs> you know, it's it's over now. But that's okay, and and we gonna keep fighting. We'll come yeah, forever. You, you, I know you primarily boycott sports these days. Period. I know you. you no, I you stay mean, I stay up to date. I watch my Astros. I I, I watched uh, I watched a lot of stuff. I, I mean, I even watched the NFL some, but I didn't want to you know publicize it and give it give it any more. Ratings. Well, uh, let me tell you something. Uh, this is episode 50, and be- before we get into the significance of, uh, of 50 episodes, I want to tell you what's coming up in this episode. First and foremost, I want to thank our sponsors, CoBank Homes, our guy Kofi Bankus. If you have any questions, if you're buying, selling, renting a home in the greater Houston area or just need some general real estate advice, He's your guy. We'll give you information on him and how to contact him at the halfway point of this podcast. In addition to that, want to thank you guys for tuning in on iTunes, TuneIn, and SoundCloud. I want to thank you guys for all of the comments, all of the kind words on Twitter and on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade fan page and the group page. Seems like folks are more engaged on the group page, and we certainly appreciate that. And I also want to uh, thank you guys for submitting music. Now, I asked this last time, and we're going to do this, and we have something special coming up at the halfway point. And then again, at the very end of the podcast, we asked you guys, if you are an up-and-coming band or rapper, singer, musician, regardless of genre, you can submit your music to me. Just hit me up on Twitter at Wade's Word or on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade fan page and group page on Facebook. So hit me up and uh, we'll tell you what episode we will try to get your music on. We want radio edits only. Uh, Speaking of what's coming up in episode 50, we are going to talk some NFL, NBA, and uh, some a few mental health things that have come up along the way, too. Uh, we'll do some shame, 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 charge it to the game. We will hear from the Salsa Project coming up at the halfway point. And in the second half, we'll do the wifey side piece or crazy X segment. And we'll give out our Lamont Award. And what is Lamont? A what? Big dummy. A big you dummy. big dummy. Yeah, we'll have the Lamont Award coming up. And uh, a heap, we're going to recognize our sports 
heroes and thing athletes who've done something heroic. It's something we haven't done yet. We did hero or zero last week, but these these are the sort of guys who've done some, some things off of the uh, field of play. So with that, we want to uh, hit some headlines. Well, a lot going on in the NBA, and as we speak, the Rockets look like their 16-game winning streak is about to come to an end in Toronto. 17. 17-game. Well, 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 won't we reach 18? <laughs> well, we'll see about that. We don't know yet. It's still not quite over. Well, yeah, and again, the Rockets are the hottest team in basketball, and New Orleans is right behind them. And with the, again, like you said, to clarify, the 17 game win streak that won't reach 18. Well, it looks like we're, we're waiting on that. Uh, Rock is down by um, a little bit as we speak, as we do this actual podcast. But again, clearly, uh, I mean, they're the hottest team. We had a chance to see Golden State in San Antonio last night. San Antonio really had that game in the bag, but what happened was. Uh, there was a furious run by Golden State. What they ended on like a 16 to four run to come back and win that game without Steph Curry. I think, although they don't need the number one seed, I think that coming down the stretch, they're going to play to try to get it, and it's going to be a real big toss up as we speak. The Golden State Warriors a half game back of the Rockets for the best record in the Western Conference, and so there's a little bit more time. For Golden State to catch them, it could go either way in this situation, that, and that also shows you how great Golden State has been over these years. I mean, the, the Rockets are on a 17 game winning streak, and they're only a game and a game and a half, a uh, half game, a half game. Excuse me, a half game up in the standing. So, I mean, that, the Golden State. I mean, they still, you know, a lot the the Rockets, which they're my team, and, and I'm I'm a hometown guy. And everybody's starting to get on the bandwagon and get on the trains, and the Rockets are, are the team to beat, and. No, you still got to go through the champs. You still got to go through Golden State. You still got to go through Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, That those guys coming off the bench. You, you, you have to go through that team. They're still very, uh, still a very deep team. They have all-stars at almost every position. You, you got the Rockets. They're scrappy, and, and but things change when, when the playoffs come around. So we, you know, we still don't know what it's going to look like when playoff basketball actually starts. The complexion will look a lot different. Uh, but again, you have to start believing. I said this on the Houston show. It's time to start believing that the Rockets can really make this competitive series. I'm not ready to say that they can take it all, but I really feel comfortable that this is a six or seven game series. And I think it's getting to the point where it's inevitable that these two will meet for the Western Conference final. Also, we haven't gotten too much into to Major League Baseball spring training. And uh, we live in the home of the World Series champs, Houston Astros. I think, you know, again, Cactus League and Grapefruit League, I mean, those things are fine. But, I mean, how much can you really break those things down when you talk about split squads and playing every day? Yeah, preseason baseball is, is probably – if it is the most meaningless preseason Well, yeah, when you talk about sport. results. When right. you talk about results and you talk about – because guys like to work on different things. You just really want guys to get into the habit of, of playing again and make sure nobody gets hurt. But, yeah, so we don't talk much Major League Baseball yet. That's coming, and we'll do, like, a Major League preview at some point as well. But the NFL sort of been uh, stealing some of the headlines with all of the movement. What I noticed, and we'll get more into the a little bit later on in this episode, but what I have noticed is that certain teams, you can tell what kind of management and leadership they have by the moves that they are able to make. And then mm-hmm. you look at a team like the Texans that are sort of 
hamstrung. They never can quite get anything done in the offseason. And then you look at a team like the Browns or the Rams. You never miss an opportunity to take a shot at the Texans. Yeah, I'm just – I just – yeah, I just – I, they have never been my type of franchise other than they're in the city of Houston, and I'm a native Houstonian. But, I mean – What if, they, and, get the and, oil, what if a, they get the Oilers history back? If, the, if they get the Oilers in the Columbia Blue? Not not necessarily change the, the uniforms or anything like that, but but I know there's been some, some talk about the Adams family letting go of the Houston Oiler uh, history and tradition and the numbers and the, all that. I don't know. I think that has sort of left the barn by now. I think that's – that ship is sailed. But I'm saying, let's say let, let's say that that does happen. That the Houston Oilers, all that tradition, all the love you blue, all the stuff you grew up on, comes back to Houston. And Bob McNair is the one that made it happen. Are you a Houston Texans fan? No, now? I think that he only wants to win in the way he wants to win, and I, I just don't like that he's disconnected. He seems like a very nice guy, but they were <laughs> just well, when it comes a, to he's matters. A horse racer from South Carolina. Well, yeah, and yeah, and his views and the way he runs his organization, kind of reflects that. Now, again, let me say this. He also employed Rick Smith for longer than Rick Smith has ever been employed, longer than he should have been employed. He was Bobby's right-hand man. Let me walk this back already. So, I, you know, (laughs) a little bit, just a little bit. I think his behaviors and his attitudes towards his team is really kind of anti-progressive. That's a much... Soft the tone. So are I'm you thinking. trying to say that Rick Smith was Samuel Jackson in Django Unchained? Nah, I see. I don't want to get into that. That ain't right. That, <laughs> I'm just asking. I mean, I'm, I'm asking you. No, because I, I you came that. out strong. Yeah, I'm walking the back a little bit, but I mean, just a little bit. Maybe I'll edit all of that out. <laughs> but, but but I would say this: I don't like the way he runs the team, and I think that there's an air of ultra-conservative control kind of thing where, I mean, again, he made the statement, you can't let the inmates run the prison. I mean, he, he said that, and and again, he knew. I mean, this man... I mean, everybody yeah. says something off the cuff, off the offhand comment. And you I never have too, but exactly. not, that, not in these times. All right. I mean, that would be like saying something that would offend the Me Too movement. You know, you understand the environment you're in. And you understand if you say certain things, you're gonna spark some controversy. And I again, that so you was scared. never, huh? <laughs> Are you scared? Oh, I, I'm definitely not gonna say anything to offend anybody with the Me Too movement because I am, I am for Me Too. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm not. I'm just saying like, just, just okay. I you think just... that the, you have to be cautious about a lot of things because again, here's what happens with with talk and sports talk and all of these things and any kind of any kind of way you express yourself openly. What happens is people will take one comment, and maybe that's what I'm doing with Bob McNair. And you now you you build a whole life around this person, and you're imprisoned by one statement. So I think that could happen to me if I said the wrong thing. I know for a fact I have said some things that if they were heard publicly, yeah, I would I but would see, have a lot thing. of trouble. Everybody has said something. Everybody says, but we're things. in an environment where people so you are not just forgiven. keep saying just keep saying what you think, and people will get used to it. That's what Charles Barkley does. Yeah, well, yeah, but you you want to catch all that hell from Twitter? You you go ahead. Wow, that's why I don't have it. I don't yeah, care. that's why you don't have it. But it's real. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect your daily life. It's oh, actually it does. If you look at and all you have to do is look at the Academy Awards, and I tweeted this. Black Twitter was responsible for diversity in Hollywood. It was Black Twitter that first said, Oscar's so white. Uh, and uh, from that okay. from that I, movement, 
But that's based on the reason why they do that is because th- that's money. That's actual dollars. Okay, if if I'm boycotting movies, I, the 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 producers aren't getting paid. The 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 directors not getting paid. The actors not getting paid. Nobody's making money. The TV networks are, aren't getting money because they're not getting that that residual effect when they purchase the rights to those films. So that that's all about money. That's what that is motivated by. That's not be, they all of a sudden became not racist or because they they became super diverse. It's just they wanted to. They I want- mean, I understand that, but the heat was real. Sometimes it's the spark. Let's let's think about this. You, it's the spark that starts a wildfire. Look, okay, okay, go back and look. How did Cosby get into all this? How did all of this happen with Cosby? How did everything start with Cosby where he came and became the next great Satan? I mean, what happened? What? What? Do you remember how I it remember, all started? I remember he got he he uh, he Hannibal he came out the Hannibal Burris. He said something about Hannibal Burris. And Hannibal, Hannibal Burris on social media started this, and it, and it's gone on. I mean, it really sparked the entire Me Too movement from the beginning. So Hannibal Wait, Burris with, with some the Me Too movement to Bill Cosby. Yes, Harvey Weinstein. No, 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 no. Look. It started with Cosby and all those people speaking out. Now people started speaking out more about Harvey Weinstein, and it snowballed into what it is today. All of that comes man, from— Man, you drinking the Kool-Aid, man. When Bill Cosby went to go buy NBC, that's what all this comes uh, from. Hey, no. But we need to get back to you, sports. You better, you better watch what you say. <laughs> hey, they might come for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, we'll get more into some of those things. But I do want to talk about episode 50 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. You were in a lot of the earlier episodes. You haven't been on for a while. What do you think about, like, number 50? I, I Again, doesn't seem like much, but it is. It's a, there's a lot of work that went behind the better part of fifty hours of programming. Yeah, I mean it's been a, it's been fun. It's been a lot of work. It's been a lot of uh, stick to itiveness and just trying to to grow it and get people to listen. And and you know you you see now just every a lot of people are coming out with podcasts. Uh, just from you know when we started at the beginning till now, I mean podcasts uh, the the popularity of them has, has grown in leaps and bounds, and everybody's getting into the game. And so keeping your head to the grindstone and, and just trying to dip, differentiate to yourself. Nose to the grindstone. Okay. If we kept our head to the grindstone, that would be rough too. Well, that too. <laughs> you know, keep your nose to the grindstone. Just keep working, you know, and building up your audience and, and refining your voice and your views. And I mean, it's just, it's just awesome. I, I look forward to every time I have an opportunity to come and, and kick it and, and share our views. What and, about and, every time you have an opportunity to listen to other people? And now, how much do you actually listen to the – uh, I mean, because I still have to work to get you to listen to the episode. That's when is the true. last episode you listened to That's in its entirety? That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> You're saying it too many times. I don't believe it. <laughs> it's just that I value my opinion a little more <laughs> than I value others' opinion. <laughs> so I think everybody's like that. I'm like an actor, man. I don't watch my own movies. You know what I'm saying? So it's not just just you. I mean, it's not just other people. You know, it's just like I don't like to hear the sound of my own voice. You know, so it's, well, like I said, since you came aboard, we've added a bunch of new features, and we have had steady growth. But you know, again, it's the hardest thing to get people to to people act like you are trying to tell them a watchtower or something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you knocking on the door on Saturday morning. <laughs> you just called a podcast a Jehovah's Witness. No, I'm just saying, We're no. Jehovah's Witness. No, a but when you talk to people by listening to the podcast, you're like, okay, hey man, you know, we have a podcast. Check it out. Oh, I don't, I don't know nothing about that. I don't, I don't do those podcasts. I mean, I, and I hate to be the pushy. But, 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 the pushy but let me ask you: there's a lot of people who don't, who haven't gotten on board, 
And I tell you, that's the wave of the future. That's on-demand listening. Yeah, I, and I agree. And, and, you, and you're on my back about uh, about not listening to the show. But uh, when is the last time you came to hear me preach at church? Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, uh-huh. I know. We're it's working like, on that. And, and how many times have you come? I've done a number of podcasts and shows and all that. And you've been to see me but hold at on. church see, how many here's times? the difference. Here's the difference. Here, hey, here's the, here's the real difference. Mm-hmm. You don't really ask me to come. Okay. Now, if I want you to do a podcast, I'll call you 15 times. I'll say, hey, man, come do a podcast. But that's personality. Well, I, well, well if I'm you know you, my I've personality, you, then you need you to know num- how to. <laughs> I've asked you numerous times to come now. Feed me so, what I eat. So. <laughs> I mean, if you know that's how, if you know that's how to get me to do something, if that's how I roll, that's, if it works, there's a reason that you would do it. The same way, so you would say, "Hey, man, this Sunday, I'm you know, I just, I'm pretty, I just, I'm I, doing, I like to lead by example. I'm doing Job. I like, I like to lead you by know, example. I don't know too many of them, but Job, I, I know the story well, of Job. Good. So you got to give me a few topics. I know. Oh, I'm, do, I'm preaching. You know, well, now you get in Deuteronomy, and I, I don't, I don't know them. Deuteronomy. Uh, what I said, Deuteronomy. I don't know what I, you well, said, but that's close. not what. Do, do, well, I won't. Uh, yeah. I'll digress. But no, I mean, if you really want me to come, you know, hey, all right, I'm preaching this Sunday. Slow down. <laughs> Just slow down. I'm coming, man. I'm coming. Right. I, I am going to come. Okay. I am going to come. Are you preaching Sunday? I am preaching Sunday. Okay. What's the topic? Communication. Communication. What did you, what, but yet you don't effectively communicate to me how important it is for me to I'm come. I'm doing in. that just right now. Oh, okay. Hey, but you want to put me on blast in front of the folks. You put me on blast first. <laughs> for not listening to an actual podcast that you participate in. Exactly. Uh, but well, okay. Well, anyway, it's been it's been fun. The numbers are growing, and then we've we've had growth in areas that really have surprised me. Mm-hmm. Like Maryland has been big. All over the state of Maryland has been a big, big surprise. Of course, parts of California and Kansas and Missouri. I'm like, wow, who knew? And awesome. So I'm excited about that. Please continue to share with your friends and tell folks about it. And, you know, hey, subscribe, give us nice comments or comments, period. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. We really, really appreciate that. With that, I want to go to a segment that we call Shame, Shame, Shame. Shame, 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 Or charge it to the game. But it's all in the game. This is where I'll give Jordan a team, entity, situation, game, and you tell me if it's a shame or do you just charge that to the game. First up, UConn in their conference tournament Mm -hmm. at one point led Cincinnati, a conference foe, Mm -hmm. 43-5 to at halftime. 43-5 to at halftime. Mm Now, for, men's basketball. No, this is women's. Oh, women's. Gidon Ariema and, and oh, okay. the you. vaunted UConn Lady Huskies. It, it's a shame, shame, shame that UConn just continues to dominate this deep into the history of women's college basketball, or you just charge it to the game. These sorts of things happen. Well, first of all, these sorts of things happen, especially in women's basketball, unfortunately, because of the level, the higher, the teams that are on top, they are super dominant. They dominate the lower teams. You charge it to the game. I mean, when you're going against UConn, when you're going against that level, that history, that that pedigree, you got to charge it to the game. But it's all in the game. I'm going to say shame, shame, shame. Shame, 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 shame
And I say shame, 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 because at this point in the history of college basketball, you shouldn't have that kind of disparity in your conference. And, and again, I applaud Gino Ariema and the Lady Huskies. And, and what they do is fantastic. It's just, you know, come on. Really? I mean, you but know, look you at have Kansas to, football. Look at KU football in the Big 12. I mean, they, they're they perennial losers, and they – I mean, it's the same thing. I could see your point. I could think along those lines, but I, I think, really, it's a shame. I mean, they're that good, and it really takes away from the women's game that they're that good. Uh, there you have it. Second up for shame, 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 a charge to the game, the Seattle Seahawks breaking up the Legion of Boom and sending Michael Bennett away. In addition to that, cutting Richard Sherman. And, of course, on the offensive side, it uh, looks like Jimmy Graham is gone as well. What do you say about Seattle in a tremendously difficult division these days? I think that's a shame. Ever since that Malcolm Jenkins interception, they haven't been the same. It's just Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler. Malcolm. Uh, ever since the Malcolm Butler interception in the Super Bowl on the one-yard line when they should have just ran Marshawn Lynch, it's, it's, it's been downhill since then, you know, fighting in the locker room, a lot of tension and things going on. When you have a coach that is as laid back as Pete Carroll, he has a, those coaches have a tendency to lose the locker room, just like you have when, when, uh, when you have a guy like Tom Coughlin who's, who's super strict and super by the book. I mean, that, well, he at, loosened up, yeah. Yeah, he did loosen up, but, I mean, he's still, I mean, he's still Tom Coughlin. So when you have those kind of guys over year after year after year after year after year, you know, things start to slip, and I think it's just a shame that, that these guys couldn't get it done for another year. I'm going to say charge it to the game. Richard Sherman, you're right. After they lost the Super Bowl on the Malcolm Butler interception and haven't been quite the same, the rest of the NFL has caught up with them. Defenses age quickly. And then you have on top of that, Sherman, he he can be a, a strong voice in the locker room. And if you want to regain some of your control, your talent has outweighed the adversity that you bring into the locker room. And, and I think that they are getting ahead of this thing and saying, okay, well, this – it's time to sort of clean house a little bit and then help Russell Wilson. Because, again, you have a a top-tier NFL quarterback on that side of the ball that you don't have – you can't name their running backs. No, nah, man. And, and so they have average to above-average receivers. You don't have a star receiver. No. You haven't been able to utilize Graham. You would piecemeal the offensive line together. You have to do something to help Russell Wilson. And there was so much money being spent on defense, and you still weren't getting to the results that you needed. But when Chancellor went down, when Earl Thomas went down before right. that, they just weren't getting enough. So I will charge this one to the game. But it's all in the game. And finally, Kobe Bryant wins an Oscar. Mm-hmm. And kudos to him for that. And, and some fun memes and stuff went out on Twitter the night that he won. A lot of people celebrating that. Say, oh, you know, you don't have six NBA championships, but Jordan, do you have an Oscar? (laughs) And so he was able to, on a short animated film, win the Oscar for best short animated short, okay? But what came with that was a renewal of people saying, oh, why would he get an award? Why are we recognizing him? Uh, Because of the allegations that happened in Colorado, what, 16, 15 years ago, whatever it was. Is that shame, 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 or charge it to the game? Well, what you have to realize is basically you have two hashtags fighting against each other. You have hashtag Black Lives Matter, hashtag Me Too movement. 
that's exactly what's going on because he's he's a you know he's going against the president and uh uh conservative talk show hosts who tell you know athletes just to shut your mouth and play basketball and what they how they feel and what they think don't matter and and how the nba kind of embraces you know the individuality of, of especially of african-american players and then you have you know the hollywood side and the feminism side that that are coming at kobe and coming at the oscars for him getting an award totally separate from whether or not he deserved it or not just the just the fact that he faced these allegations and then rehashing something that happened 15 years ago that he he wasn't even was he was he charged i can't no, the remember cases, the, yeah the charges were dropped the charges him. were dropped he settled, he, out of court. he settled out of court he settled out of court so i mean it's, I mean, when when you're that famous and when you're that big, I mean, people want to bring you down. There's going to be haters. He, he's experiencing the high. He's saying, you know, that that if if I would have been playing in the NBA, I would I would have kneeled for the national anthem. He's coming out strong and, and saying these things, which half these things I don't believe because he was corporate. He was trying to be like Michael Jordan, but that's not the point. He reached the pinnacle and, and the height of that industry in that area. And on his first try on something that he put all his money in, all his influence and all his power in, and he and he got rewarded so for shame, it. Same, same, same. Charge it to the game. Charge it to the game. But it's all in the game. And you know what? I will agree with you. I, I think because not because of why you said what you said, but I think that when you swept up in in the environment now, everybody is is on the hunt for some for offenders. Because they're trying to change the culture and they're trying to right wrongs, and, and it's gonna be this is gonna reverberate for years in what movies are made, how movies are made, what images are put out there, how we interact, male and female, in the workplace and everywhere else. I mean, th- it's a really, really unique time, and I think it's only natural that he will be caught up in in that. It's not fair, but you understand that. That's going to happen, and it just takes one or two voices, and then one blogger and one article, and there you have it. So again, I think with that, you charge that one to the game. But congratulations to him for winning uh, the Academy Award. Anyway, I thought that that was that was cool. Uh, did you watch any of the Academy Awards? Uh, no, I did not. Yeah, I, yeah, I, you know, uh, not not the best year for movies. Yeah, I didn't even. I haven't seen most of the movies. Yeah, I saw Get Out, but I need to see Get Out and over and over again to kind of see some of the 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 messages that I guess were subliminal. Yeah, <laughs> my wife doesn't like scary movies, and I know it wasn't you know about. It was a thriller more than right. a scary movie. So, but yeah, uh, so no, I didn't see much of. I saw a little bit of it. I saw enough of it, uh, but I didn't see any of the, the the films. Just about with that, we're gonna wrap up the first half. Oh, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade, episode 50 episode. And as promised, going to bring you this group, Salsa. Okay, that's S-O-U-L-S-A. Instead of Salsa, Salsa. And it's a project here in Houston. It was Terry Salter put this together, and he brought together Latin jazz folks and and a bunch of musicians to make a combination between Latin, what Latin music, jazz music, and soul music. And what they did here, and you'll hear this in just a few seconds, you'll hear uh, a little bit of a remake of the Earth, Wind, and Fire classic, Can't Hide Love. But if you want to look for them, uh, go to YouTube under the Salsa Project, and uh, you can go to salsaproject.com 
to uh, hear more of what they're doing here. But uh, we want to feature them in episode 50. Here's a snippet. And if you wait to the end of the episode, we'll play the entire song. Again, Salsa, the Salsa Project and with Can't Hide Love. That's coming up right after a word from our sponsor. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple. And it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832 757 7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. Podcast and Biscuit. What do you think? I mean, how do you like that? I, I'm digging that. The music is great, but it's hard to match up with, with the vocals of uh, the guys from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Maurice I mean, White. Maurice White. I mean, he's amazing. So, uh, But but the music, the musicality, the, the how they blended it was awesome. It, it sounded really, really good. I'm really digging it. I want to see what else. What else they got? I tell you what, man, I really, really like it. Years ago at KTSU, and we have a Latin show on my, my Houston station that I work at. Uh, and, uh, I mean, I really got into uh, Arturo Sandoval and all of that and uh, uh, Pancho Sanchez. But I love, I really, really love the vibe. We can't hide love. I love the trumpet. I love I love all of it. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 really it's, it's, hey, that's the truth. So hey, if you want your group, uh, if you want your group or to be heard, or you, if you're a solo artist, uh, hey, hit me up on Facebook, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group, and you can tweet me at Wade's Word, W A D E S W O R D. Well, with that, want to go to a segment that we call Wifey, Wifey. Side Piece, Side Piece, Crazy X. We give you three people, players, teams, entities. You tell me, Biscuit. Who you wifing up? Who's your side piece? And who is your crazy ex? Wow, a lot of movement this offseason mm-hmm. at the cornerback position. Three big names have already moved, and, and probably more will be moving. Richard Sherman, released by the Seattle Seahawks. Marcus Peters, shipped to the Rams from Kansas City. And Akeem Tlaib, also shipped to the Rams to be reunited with Wade Phillips. At this point, for the next, let's say the next two years, who your wife and who's your side piece and who's your crazy ex? Well, I'm gonna have to take uh, uh, Marcus Peters first because I mean he's just he, he's just an outstanding corner. He, he's he's a man guy. He he can really play and he doesn't bring the the issues that Akeem Talib brings or that a Richard Sherman brings. I mean to me both those guys are crazy ex girlfriends. 
I mean, because <laughs> like they had their day and they were fine, but just like it ain't worth the headache, it ain't worth the trouble, it ain't worth the problems. You can you can you know relive some of that in your mind or how it used to be before you found out they were crazy. But after you get them and hang out with them for a while, you realize mm, I can't I can't do it. So, but you got to pick one side piece. Uh, you had I, to go I, I guess with Akeem Tlaib, just because you know he's got a he's got a ring and he's he's not as loud. He just will, he just want to fight all the time. So I guess Akeem Tlaib, and then um, and then Richard Sherman is is the crazy ex girlfriend. Right. Well, I will go with Marcus Peters because of youth. I think that he has the most high caliber quality football left in him of those Man, three. He gets hurt a lot too, though. Well, like I said, I mean, I think all of these guys are powder kegs in locker rooms, and you put Tlaib with Peters, I mean, it could, it, they could set that off anytime they like. I'm interested in seeing how Richard Sherman, how he sort of transforms himself and blending in with a new team, and how would that look? And what's, what's the market going to look like for him? What's a good fit? I haven't given it a lot of thought because it happened today, but I wonder – what what's a good fit for him? I'm I'm maybe Baltimore, but I don't know what their cap situation looks like. I mean, I'm at, we're not even talking about the numbers. Let's talk about culturally, not the Cowboys. Uh, maybe he can stay. Maybe he can stay in division. Go down to San Francisco. Maybe nah. maybe he can go play uh, uh, with Patrick John Lynch. Peters. Don't want the, want those problems. G, the GM John Lynch don't want. But those problems. But that's a very liberal town. They they really are for the yeah, cause that he would be for. You, anyway, I will, I'm gonna wife Mike Marcus Peters. I am going to uh, side piece uh, Richard Sherman and the crazy ex is a, a keep to leave. He is he he's, he can ball out, but you just never know. He's almost like Marvin Harrison. You feel like if the DA tried a little <laughs> bit harder, both of those guys could have got caught up. It could have been a different ending for <laughs> well, both of those guys. Marvin Harrison almost did get caught up. I don't if know they didn't, didn't lose that one slip of paper from the investigation, <laughs> both of those guys might, might be in a different location, not worrying about free agency. Uh, second up in Whitey Side Piece or Crazy X, the offseason, the Browns, the Rams, or the Eagles – and, I mean, you see some aggressive moves by all three of these teams. Right. Of course, the Browns are trying to remake themselves. The Rams are trying to get over the hump. And the Eagles are trying to keep this thing going. And they're not done because at some point, you have to believe they're going to get rid of Nick Foles. Who is, whose offseason are you wifing up right now? Uh, I'm going to go with the the Rams uh, because, you know, they haven't made it to the Super Bowl. They're working on it. They got the young coach uh, in McVay, and they're, they're trying to, to really change the culture there. And then second, of course, the side piece is going to be the Eagles. Uh, you never know what is what, what's going to happen when you kind of change the dynamic and bring another guy in and, and that, that Super Bowl hangover, that Super Bowl winning hangover that, that can take place. You know, Charles Barkley talks about when they lost the finals, you know, guys, you know, guys who were on the bench. Uh, came back the the following season. They had restaurants and guys who didn't even start had restaurants. And so, you know, when you make it to the to the to the when you win the NFL championship, when you win the Super Bowl, there's things that happen and things that take place. But so that's why I'm not putting them, even though they won the championship. Even though I'm not, that's why I'm not putting them in the top spot. And the Browns, they they they're my crazy ex girlfriend. They they can't get it together. I I mean, I would never I would never play for the Cleveland Browns. I don't care how much money they offer me. It's just there's a curse, a hex, a Bernie Kosar mullet around there somewhere that somebody's got to exercise because 
the, the Browns ain't ain't. I, they just got too many problems. Well, I will say this: I am going to wife the Rams, and this is close because all three of these teams are having a phenomenal offseason so far. And, and I'll say this because, again, you're making bold moves defensively, and you're making a statement uh, that you are trying to get some things done, and you picked up a couple draft picks along the way. My side piece, uh, that the Cleveland Browns. I think, okay, you add Tyrod Taylor, Jarvis Landry. You still have Josh Gordon. You got the one and four Josh picks. Gordon. You were bragging about Josh, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon is – this dude is so – and, by the way, he went to Lamar, same high school I went to for a couple of years. But aside from that, he is so phenomenal. I think we get so wrapped up in, in all that's happened to him and all of his problems, and, and it's a big deal what's happened to him. And I, and I think, again, you, when you're having those kinds of problems, you have some mental health stuff that's going on. You're doing a lot of self-medicating. Um, but if you get past that and he can get himself together, that dude is a phenomenal talent. And now you got Tyrod Taylor. You got the one and four picks. Uh, you, I, Saquon Barkley will probably be that guy. I, I really like what they are doing uh, in Cleveland, and I think the Eagles are the crazy ex just because, again, you know, you add Michael Bennett and you make some other moves on the defensive front. Michael you, Bennett also from Houston. Yeah, A-Leaf Texas, baby. Yeah, and, and so, and then, you know, of course, you have to see what you're going to do with Nick Foles. So I think that's how I, I'll do those things. I'll go Rams. Browns and Eagles, and finally, who? Which team are you wifing up to go to the NBA Finals in the Eastern Conference? Toronto, Boston, or Cleveland? Mm, that's a good one. I I don't think you can really bet against LeBron James. I mean, just to be honest, I mean, I don't care where they are; they can be. I know where they're number like number three or number four in the standings three. right now. Yeah. So, I mean. They're they're right in the thick of it. They they might finish second or third. It doesn't matter. They're still, they they were second last year. Went to Boston, beat Boston in Boston uh, to win to go to the to the NBA Finals. So I, I I don't put a lot of stock in. They got they got rid of all the old unsuccessful uh, malcontented guys. Got some new fresh blood uh, energy guys in there who who want to play who who look up to LeBron who who will follow his lead follow his leadership. I, I think you can't so, bet against Cleveland. Okay, and then who's your side piece? Uh, my side piece would have to be I'm going to go with the Celtics, man. I, I mean, I understand that the, the Mar DeRozan and, and Kyle Lowry, they're driving it. They have the number one seed. Uh, you know, they got Drake on their side, but but they haven't been there. They they, they haven't actually done it when it mattered in the playoffs, and, and Kyrie has. So I'm, I'm going with the with the Celtics. Well, uh, and then Toronto is uh, is a crazy ass girl, and they're the number one seed. I am going to go Boston. I'm gonna be consistent. I'm gonna go with Boston as my my wifey. And again, they're a tough, tough team. They squandered some opportunities against the Rockets last time, and I think that I can be a part of the media that have that are sleeping on Toronto. I think I'm, admittedly, I'm sleeping on Toronto. They did in the Rockets' 17 game win streak. Drake. Did perform his song at halftime. He's doing a new album, and those are his two cities: Houston. I mean, Toronto and Houston. Yeah, like, and he was talking bad against Houston, saying, "We oh, we gonna end the street tonight." Was well, like, yeah, he was right. But I mean, you come to Houston, you try to act like you're from Houston. You got no, all your no, you he all, just, all, oh, especially he early on. All his stuff was like he was from H Town. Like no, he no, did he, chop and screw. Like hold on, I'm I know this though. Hold but on, but I'm saying he, but he was on the, the television that we, everybody knew he was from Canada. He just loved H Town. No, nah, I mean before you even no, I'm talking about before his mixtape before it, it was popular. 
Taylor before, you know, so far gone was whatever. Like, he was, like, chopping it, you know, showing love to Houston. Now you're going to talk against the Rockets, boy? You don't, you don't it's well, really you know you nice town. To the city. I know, but, but we, really we're going to talk time. more about him a little bit later on, right? All right. Uh, but so, but no, I, like I said, anyway, I'm sleeping on Toronto a little bit, but I think Boston is my wife in that situation. Toronto is my side piece. I think the crazy ex is is got to be uh, Cleveland, and, and I just you you know they had a little little fun when the honeymoon was going on, but I don't know if they have enough time to write the ship with only what 15, 16 games for each team headed into the playoffs. And there's some difficult matchups in there. So I'm going to go Boston, Toronto, and Cleveland. With that, I want to go to a segment that we call the Lamont Awards. I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks. With no lifeboats and no life preservers and a school of piranhas surrounding you. And the Lamont Award is, goes out to, uh, first of all, tell them, what, what, what was Lamont? You big dummy. He was a big dummy. Lamont was a big dummy. So uh, we found somebody, and this people have been really enjoying this this segment. It's going to go to who we think is the big dummy of the week in sports. And uh, I'll let you go first since you already were talking about Drake. Well, I was going to say Drake, but but in, which was really dumb. He gets uh, up in Toronto talking about, oh, we're going to end the streak. And, and then you're going to have – at some point you're going to have your, you know – Houston Appreciation Week. How are you going to be Houston and not appreciate the Rockets? Like, I don't think Drake understands how deep our love for, for our teams goes. I mean, apart from Devin, you know, if you listen to anybody else or, or represent any other Houstonian, represent the H, uh, they're going to rep for the, for the Rockets. And so I'm, I'm not too crazy about that. Uh, but but the, who I'm going to go with is you big dummy is Rick Patino, who has been, which is true, he, he – was found to be having relations in an Italian restaurant with some lady who was, who was not, not his, his wife, wife <laughs> while he was married in an Italian restaurant, bro. Come on. on, I mean, like, not even in the bathroom. But anyway, and then all his players, all that stuff about having exotic dancers. And, and more. <laughs> and more, exactly. And then he's going to come out to that. So I'm going to be vilified and, uh, and I'm going to be found innocent. And then he had that weird, like, I'm off my meds kind of interview on ESPN or 60 Minutes. I can't remember which, where he sounded crazy and didn't own up to anything, didn't ha- take a responsibility for anything. And then he comes out saying, oh, I want to coach again. Man, be quiet. Go sit down somewhere, you big dummy. You big dummy. Rick Pitino is your big dummy. My big dummy are the Kansas City Royals. Well, the organization. They put out this week that they had had the minor league players going through a seminar, a anti-pornography seminar. Now, again. Nothing wrong with that. Again, this is happening in Kansas. And you were talking to grown men. So, I mean, it's... Well, the minor league team, there could be some kids in there, too. Well, I mean, okay, kids like what? Like 18, 16, 18. 17, Hey, 18? man, if you don't catch them in third grade, you've missed oh, out. Oh, come on. Hey, man, I'm t- it's, it's crazy these days. But they had this, this symposium about... Uh, about pornography, and again, that's like, good though. You know, you got the hashtag Me Too movement. Okay, so you want your don't job want to exploiting uh, young women and young ladies? I mean, I, I, or I, women in general. I'm not advocating for porn. I'm just saying you're talking to grown men about how they live their lives. 
Uh, you probably want to make sure what, you know, start with how they behave on the road, okay? Talk about the road trip in the middle of August and, and the behavior. I think I just think that's a reach for organization. I think it's okay to say, hey, if you get caught up in something where you display whatever, whatever, then you reflect poorly on the organization. Eggplant pictures is what you're talking about. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but not eggplant, but the actual, you know, yeah. And, and so I think it's one thing to say, hey, we're going to warn you guys. This is something that we, you know, we are family-friendly organization. We want to make sure you guys don't fall in any kind of, we don't want to I mean, see you on the Kansas ground. City, you're talking about middle, middle America right there, man. I understand. But, that, but These still, are the people who voted for Trump now. Come on. Okay, but again, I understand why. I just think that it's a dumb idea to be talking about Talking to grown men who are gonna live. Now, I bet well, they, they, I mean, they also talk to I grown men I bet about they didn't how to say anything. No, 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 no. But they do. They talk okay, to grown no, men about no. money, about agents. I mean, they, okay, they do about that, a lot but of the, different yeah, okay, things. But I'm saying, uh, how much do you think they talk about alcohol or some of the other things that happen? I think about, they talk about, it about a lot. gambling. And, I don't. No, I, I think they talk, I'm not they talking about, about the NFL rookie symposium. I'm talking about this organization. I mean, you. you I okay, mean, you. You assuming that they don't talk about these. Well, things. I'm assuming that they don't send out tweets celebrating the fact that they're having this particular seminar. But because it happens all over. The, 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 all I over, don't. As no, far no. as I, I have never of heard of that ever in of any pro team telling a bunch of grown men what to do with the internet. Well, like I said, you're talking about minor leaguers. Not all of those guys are grown men. They, they, they at least 17, 18 years old. So and, and, that that's grown. And you talking I mean you talk we talked about mental health a little bit, you know, we talk about the mental I'm not, health aspects of that industry and what that does and 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 your view So of, say if 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 your day job says, "Hey, we want to talk to you about that." Not not you usage on our computers. Mm-hmm. But when you go home at night and you close your drapes, we don't think you ought to do that. We don't think you ought to. That's a slippery slope, and I think it's really, really stupid when you talk about athletes who have access to much, much more than just the Internet. They can actually right. live out financially uh, these whatever you can find. Well, that's a, and again, it's a slippery slope, but on the, the, so the, the, the side of me, moral depravity, there, there's a slippery slope. For me. I got you. They're my big dummy. You big dummy. <laughs> you need to come to church Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Again, you see, you're mixing up the message. I'm messing with you. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. You know, I know, I know what you're saying. You're talking to grown men who probably got 10 women waiting for him outside the locker room. Have you this, not again, seen Bull Durham? Again, you're talking about minor leaguers. So, I mean, I want to – you got to temper that, temper that a that little sound bit. Like, that, that sounds like a, uh, a Bob McNair move. <laughs> so – Still throwing shots at Bob McNair. With that, I want to go to uh, one more segment uh, that we call a hero. hero. Not to be confused with hero or zero, just uh, something heroic done by athletes this week. You have one. I'm going to go first. I'm going to go with Dwayne Wade visiting the Parkland High School. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what happened was one of the kids that were killed in the 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 school shooting, 17 kids got killed, was buried in his jersey and i don't have a kid's name and i should have gotten that name uh but he went to the high school he dedicated the rest of the season to the young man and his family he's such a huge huge deal in south florida and it was a big big deal a big uplifting thing that he did and that was a hero move so not the not making light of any of that and like uh, that was a hero move and and so that that, that was awesome this week he is my hero Biscuit, who is your hero of the week? 
Uh, there's a a guy that plays for the Houston Dynamo. I can't pronounce his name, but he is uh, of African descent. He's from Africa, and he decided to take uh, 80 kids from the Houston area to see Black Panther. He's on uh, a soccer salary. On a soccer, Whoa. eighty kids on a soccer salary, what? and so he's impacting his environment. He's taking these kids from from a particular school that I think deals with with uh, Im- you know immigrants, people who come into this country and, and learning the, the language, and and he's taking eighty of those kids uh, to see the movie Black Panther. So I think that that's pretty awesome. The guy you're talking about is Albert Ellis. He take he took eighty students. Now, and he's only 22 years old. His name is La Pantarita. That's, yes. That's yes. The, the Little Panther. Yeah, yeah, he calls himself the Panther. After he scores a goal, he walks down, he walks on all fours, so... He's, yeah, he's, he's just beautiful. Well, he did that before <laughs> the movie came out, right, so... Right, yeah, right. Well, it, well he, is he going to start playing in a dashiki? <laughs> see, see. <laughs> no, see, no. I always, always got to take it a step too far. Well, look. No, I honestly, like I said, that's a hero move. I thought you were going to talk about Christian McCaffrey, but maybe he'll be a hero next week. So those are our heroes of the week. With that, before I let go. Before I let go. Before I let go. Hey, uh, again, episode 50 nearly in the books. Uh, what are your thoughts, man? I, what, what, what do you tell your folks, your friends, your family? What do you tell folks about the podcast? I said that is just uh, two guys sitting, two brothers sitting around talking about sports and, and having different views and you know really getting into it and, and really disagreeing and what, uh, what do you tell them about the episodes in which you don't appear which is I, about I tell them that it's awesome I tell them that it's awesome and they should always Silver listen and support the Silver Fox Kalina Kalina all those guys man they do an awesome job those those guys are you know they, they're great we have them. so many more guests coming up we have so much more we want to do Terrence Harris I mean so many people have come through Mark Gray it's been really, really great. Coach Mike Davis, Charles McClellan, Nana Asari, a number of people who have, uh, MK Bauer, have come through for us and been a part of it through 50 episodes. But we, we're just getting started. We're going to yeah. keep pushing this thing. want to remind you guys, you can follow me on iTunes, Twitter, uh, at Wade's Word. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcast. In addition to that, you can tweet me at Wade's Word, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group, and on Facebook and on Instagram, Sports Talk with D Wade. And uh, next up, Kalina will be back in the building soon, the Silver Fox. Uh, Eddie Robinson will be back soon as well. And hopefully it won't take you another 50 episodes to make it back. We'll see. We'll see. I uh, also want to thank our sponsor, CoBank Homes and Kofi Bankers. And remind you guys, if you have music that you want us to hear, please send it to us uh, or get with me on, on Facebook or on Twitter, and uh, we'll try to work your music in to one of the podcasts. want to thank you guys for listening. Coming up in its entirety, Can't Hide Love by Salsa, the Salsa Project. You can go to salsaproject.com and look it up on YouTube by Salsa Project, and uh, you'll hear them. And until next time, have a great day. You want my love and you can't deny.